Happy holidays, it's Brenda Lee. Hey everyone, this is Joseph James. It's Alessia Cara, and I just wanted to wish all of you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Hey, he's Frank Sinatra. Hi, he's Dean Martin. This is Jane Monheit. You're listening to The Sounds of Christmas. Podcast. Hi, I'm Ken Kessler, and welcome to The Sounds of Christmas Podcast. If you're new to this podcast, I want to start by saying thanks for joining us. If you're not new, welcome back. Either way, I'm glad you're here. Now, to avoid any confusion, I want to start off by saying there won't be any music played here. This is a place for conversation. I'll talk about Christmas music and some related topics, sometimes by myself and sometimes with guests. If you're looking for music, just go to soundsofchristmas.com and click on the tree or the player on the front page or on the Listen Now page. We play the best variety of Christmas music all year long. Well, except in October, when we play the best variety of Halloween music. This episode is sort of a follow-up, at least in part, to an episode from last year, right around this time, that was called 187 Songs. That episode was about a computer programmer in Chicago who had tracked Christmas music on a traditional radio station owned by a large media company and found that they played a total of 187 unique songs, different songs by different artists throughout November and December. That might sound like a lot, but this year, on the first day of the new season, which is November 1st, I played 384 unique songs, different songs by different artists. That's nearly twice as many as the large media company played over the course of the entire season from the beginning of November through Christmas Day. That same computer programmer tracked that company's station once again and found that this past year, the station played 286 unique tracks, nearly 100 more than they did last year. While we still played almost 100 more than that in a single day, I do still feel like this is a sign of improvement. Traditional radio does seem to be offering up at least a little more variety. I know this is only one radio station, but it is from a major media company that has similar stations in cities all over the country, in addition to offering streaming Christmas stations through their app. And from my own research, I can tell you that most of them played a similar list of songs. Still, I think it's a good sign that traditional radio is making an effort, at least this past year, to play a wider variety of Christmas music. Curiously, While playing all Christmas music in November and December has been a huge rating success for traditional radio, some in the industry aren't happy about that, bemoaning the lack of new music during the holiday season. The article from Radio Insight in the show notes below is an example of that mindset. On the one hand, radio stations playing all Christmas are seeing their best ratings of the year, year after year after year. On the other hand, They're complaining that new music isn't getting airplay during that time period, though they also mentioned that Cher and the duet from Jimmy Fallon and Megan Trainor did get airplay, and both of those were brand new songs. I would also add to that a couple more from the last few years, like Alyssa Cara with her version of Jingle Bell Rock, the Backstreet Boys with their Christmas album from 2022, which still got airplay on all Christmas stations this past season. Barry Manilow and Bon Jovi both got airplay with their new Christmas singles in December 2023. Joseph James, an artist I admit I'm not familiar with, got airplay with his song Jingle Jangle. 
Ditto for Liddy Clark and her single, It's Christmas. And there's plenty more where that came from. The writer of this article is also dismayed that so many older artists and songs were on the charts this year. Brenda Lee, Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, etc. This isn't something new. The Ronettes and Andy Williams have showed up near the top of Billboard's Hot 100 chart within the last couple of years. These older songs are also among the most streamed every season. So obviously, people want to hear them. So it appears the writer of this article isn't just annoyed at radio for playing the music that gets them ratings, but they're also annoyed at you for streaming songs you like so much that they make the charts. It reminds me of working with a consultant years ago on a radio station website. He didn't like anything that we did, so during a conference call, we asked for some examples of some radio stations that had good websites, and his response was, none do. So what we were doing was wrong, and so was everyone else. Meanwhile, across the Atlantic, the BBC has also enjoyed success with Christmas music. In fact, they found listeners coming for Christmas music also took advantage of other offerings from their network of shows and podcasts, which really is what you'd want, right? I'm not sharing all this info to, paraphrasing a consultant I once knew, say that I'm right and everyone else is wrong. This is just the state of Christmas music and radio. It's continuing to be more popular than ever, elevating songs that are 60 years old or older, along with introducing new artists and new songs. And whether you want to hear the wide variety played on the sounds of Christmas or a smaller playlist from your local radio station, there's something for everyone. And there are plenty of options for those who don't want to hear Christmas music at all, but the odds are that people who don't want to hear Christmas music at all aren't listening to this podcast. That seems like an obvious place to wrap this up, but I want to mention one other thing about this past season. I have a new appreciation for Dan Fogelberg's song, Same Old Lang Syne. I treated this song in much the same way I've accused others of treating various things about Christmas. It didn't fit my idea of a Christmas song, so it wasn't a Christmas song. When I was talking with others about it, I said that it was more of a song that happens and Christmas is happening also, but one has nothing to do with the other. And that's a position I held for a long time. Then I came across an article from The Scarlet, the student newspaper of Clark University, which is in Worcester, Mass. I have a link to the article down in the show notes as well, if you'd like to check it out. The author talks about a recent driving experience, which led her to actually listen to Same Old Lang Syne playing on a station that was still playing Christmas music in early January. And while this isn't the point, I'd like to say kudos to her local radio station for not cutting off Christmas music on the 25th of December. Anyway, rather than giving you my interpretation of what she wrote, let me just read this passage. Quote, In case you've never heard Same Old Lang Syne by Dan Fogelberg, here's the story. A man walks into a grocery store on Christmas Eve and, to his surprise, his former girlfriend is also shopping there. They greet each other and offer to visit a bar to catch up, but since the locations are all closed on Christmas Eve, they buy a pack of beer and drink it in her car. They congratulate each other on the success of their lives, but it becomes clear that neither of them is very happy in their current state, him in his career and her in her marriage. 
He gets out of the car and watches her leave, and the tale ends there as the song breaks into a minute-long saxophone solo. It's an instrumental that feels sorrowful, forgiving, romantic, and regretful all at once. What stayed with me most on that first listen in the car were the final lines. And as I turned to make my way back home, the snow turned into rain. There's both a transformation of weather and emotion, from indifference to hurt, from the snow of repressed emotion to the rain of tears. But of course, this line, along with many others in the song, has multiple interpretation that fans have debated since it was released. A great Christmas song needs to achieve a few things, to have a great hook, be memorable, and be a little cheesy. In every aspect, Dan Fogelberg is the songwriter to create a Christmas song fitting these qualities. End quote. Well, sort of end quote, because she also wrote, quote, For listeners like me wondering about the variety of the lyrics, a quick Google search reveals that nearly everything that occurred in the song also happened in real life. Dan did meet his old lover at the grocery store in Peoria, Illinois, in 1975. Jill Anderson, the subject of the song, did not reveal her identity until after he died in 2007. Same Old Lang Syne is a great Christmas song because it acknowledges that the holidays come with their own complex set of feelings. Happiness, yes, but also great melancholy, longing, grief, trauma, anger, confusion, and fear. End quote. I don't know anything about this author, which is not really necessary anyway. The point in my bringing this article up is that we all have different experiences, different points of view, and different frames of reference. I never really thought much about Dan Fogelberg's song. I mean, I liked it okay, but I never really thought of it as a Christmas song. And I see it differently now. Christmas is often a time for reconnecting with our past, whether it's the nostalgia of Christmas's past or just the re-examination of where we are, where we came from, and who we met along the way. Sometimes this is tough. Christmas isn't always a joy for everyone. Sometimes we just can't help thinking about choices we made and what might have been if we had done things differently. Sometimes it's white Christmas. Sometimes it's blue Christmas. And that may be cheesy and oversimplified, but I think it's still accurate. By the way, traditional radio could learn from this. As a 20-something woman who is probably in the prime demo for most of the stations that play all Christmas music. She writes her positive feelings about a Christmas song from 1981. Thanks so much for listening, helping me share some Christmas spirit, and for continuing to support the Sounds of Christmas station and podcast. I told you how to listen to the station, and you're already listening to the podcast, so my work here is just about done. All of our episodes are available on the Sounds of Christmas website. Just click the podcast tab. We also have a Linktree page so you can find your favorite streaming site. Click on over, subscribe, and then you'll never miss another episode. If you have comments or suggestions on this episode, previous episodes, or the Sounds of Christmas station, feel free to reach out to me on social media or through the website. Thanks again. And may you always believe in Santa Claus.